Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of helminths found under the infectious disease section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 20-year-old college student returns home from a camping trip with her friends. They were camping by a freshwater lake where they fished and canoed. Since then, she reports feeling tired and fatigued. On physical exam, she appears pale. Basic laboratory evaluation is sent, including a complete blood count. This reveals a megaloblastic anemia. Subsequent labs reveal vitamin B12 deficiency. She is started on praziquantel for suspected helminth infection for ingesting fish from the freshwater lake. This is a case of Diphilobothrium laudum infection. Let's continue with an introduction to helminths. Helminths are macroscopic parasitic worms that are classified into three clinically relevant groups. Cestodes or tapeworms, trematodes or flukes, and nematodes or roundworms. General features of helminths include that they are macroscopic, though the parasite's eggs are usually microscopic. They are multicellular, and they have three main life cycle stages. This includes eggs, larvae, and adults. Now let's discuss the tapeworms or cestodes in more detail. Tenye solium is transmitted through the ingestion of larvae in undercooked pork, as well as ingestion of eggs and food contaminated with human feces. The disease it causes is intestinal tapeworm through the ingestion of larvae, or neurocystocercosis through the ingestion of eggs. Treatment is praziquantel or albendazole for neurocystocercosis. Tenye saginata is transmitted through the ingestion of larvae in undercooked beef. The disease it causes is intestinal tapeworm, and it is treated with praziquantel. Diphilobotrium latum is transmitted through the ingestion of larvae in raw freshwater fish. The diseases it may cause is megaloblastic anemia due to a vitamin B12 deficiency. Treatment is with praziquantel. Echinococcus granulosis, or multilocularis, is transmitted through ingestion of eggs and food contaminated with dog feces. The disease it causes is hydatid cyst disease, which presents as liver cysts. Treatment is with albendazole. Now let's discuss the flukes or trematodes in more detail. Schistosoma is transmitted through penetration of the skin by cercaria, usually in contaminated fresh water. Remember that snails are intermediate hosts. The diseases it causes is hepatosplenomegaly, portal hypertension, and squamous cell carcinoma of the bladder in chronic infections with S. hematobium. Treatment is with praziquantel. Clenorgus sinensis, also known as the Chinese liver fluke, is transmitted through ingestion of undercooked fish. The disease it causes is clonarchiasis, which is biliary tract inflammation, as well as cholangiosarcoma. Treatment is with praziquantel. Paragoniums westermani, also known as lung fluke, is transmitted through ingestion of undercooked crab or crayfish. The disease it causes is that it may mimic pulmonary TB and causes hemoptysis. Treatment is with praziquantel. Now let's discuss the roundworms or nematodes. Let's begin with those that are transmitted by the ingestion of eggs. Enterobius vermicularis or pinworm is transmitted through a fecal-oral route. The disease it causes is anal pruritus. Treatment is with albendazole and pyrantal pamoate. Ascaris lumbricoides, or giant roundworm, is transmitted through a fecal-oral route. The diseases it causes is colonic obstruction, biliary obstruction, 
and intestinal perforation. Treatment is with albendazole. Trichuris trichuria, or whipworm, is also transmitted through a fecal-oral route. It may cause diarrhea and rectal prolapse with heavy infection. Treatment is with albendazole. Toxic hurricanus is also transmitted through a fecal-oral route. The disease it causes is visceral larva migraines. It is treated with albendazole as well. Now let's discuss those that are transmitted by the invasion of the larvae through the skin. Strongyloides stercoralis, or threadworm, is transmitted through penetration of the skin by the larvae. It may cause gastrointestinal upset. It is treated with albendazole and ivermectin. Ankylostoma brasiliense and Nicator americanus, or hookworm, is also transmitted by penetration of the skin by larvae. These may cause microcytic anemia. They are treated by albendazole and pyrantopamoate. Now let's discuss those that are transmitted by the ingestion of larvae. Trichinella spiralis is transmitted by ingesting larvae in undercooked pork. It may cause myalgias, and it is treated by albendazole. Now let's discuss those transmitted by arthropods. Wicaria bancrofti is transmitted by mosquitoes. It may cause lymphatic filariasis, and it is treated by diethylcarbamazine. Loa loa, or African eye worm, is transmitted by deer, horse, or mango flies. It may cause skin swelling and a worm in the conjunctiva. It is also treated by diethylcarbamazine. Oncocerca volvulus is transmitted by the black fly. It may cause river blindness, and it is treated with ivermectin. And lastly, Dracunculus metanensis, or guinea worm, is transmitted by ingesting copepods in contaminated fresh water. It may cause skin inflammation and ulceration and warm eruption from the skin. It is treated with neridazole. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to helminths, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 28-year-old man presents to the physician with complaints of muscle aches and swelling around his eyes for the past week. He is a graduate student and recently returned from a field site trip to rural China, and he notes that he had an episode of loose stools, nausea, and fatigue after a celebratory pig roast with local villagers during his trip. His temperature is 102 degrees Fahrenheit, or 38.9 degrees Celsius. On physical exam, the patient is noted to have periorbital edema, as well as muscle weakness in his arms and legs. A complete blood count is obtained and reveals a white blood cell count of 20,000 and a total eosinophil count of 8,300. Which of the following is the treatment of choice for this patient's condition? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Ivermectin Choice 2. Mebendazole Choice 3. Metronidazole Choice 4. Praziquantel Or Choice 5. Pyrantopamoate The best answer to this question is choice two, mebendazole. This patient with a history of pork consumption, fever, nausea, periorbital edema, and myalgias most likely has trichinosis, which is treated with bendazoles such as albendazole and mebendazole. Trichinosis is caused by infection with trichinella spiralis, a parasitic roundworm that is most commonly transmitted through consumption of undercooked pork. Trichinella larvae enter the bloodstream and insist in skeletal muscle, leading to myositis. Presentation of trichinosis typically involves fever, vomiting, nausea, 
periorbital edema, and myalgias. A complete blood count will reveal eosinophilia as seen in this patient. The characteristic triad of trichinosis includes myositis, periorbital edema, and eosinophilia. Treatment for trichinosis involves bendazoles, including albendazole and mebendazole. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Ivermectin is used to treat strongyloides stercoralis infection, which presents with diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pain, and pulmonary symptoms such as tracheal irritation and a dry cough. Choice 3. Metronidazole is used to treat Giardia lamblia infection, which presents with foul-smelling fatty diarrhea, bloating, and flatulence. Choice 4. Praziquantel is used to treat infection with intestinal tapeworms, such as tenia solium, which are also transmitted via undercooked pork consumption, but typically presents with only mild abdominal symptoms. Choice 5. Pyrantyl pamoate can be used to treat hookworm infection, which is transmitted through penetration of skin of the larvae and presents with abdominal pain and diarrhea. Finally, a bullet summary. Trichinosis is treated with bendazoles, such as albendazole and mebendazole. That's all for this review about helminths. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.